0: Welcome to the Fort Brox Crypto Podcast. I am your host, Neil Alonzo, with my co-host and co-founder of Fort Brox, Mr. Brandon Don Heath. Cool
1: guy, Brandon, wearing his sunglasses inside.
0: You are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do look cool. Yeah. You're so cool. <laughs> so today is the best episode ever. Probably. Probably, right? Yeah. Why? Why? Because we're talking about companies that are investing in blockchain and crypto. Oh, yeah, man. I love companies that invest in blockchains. Yeah. Have they invested in you yet? No. No. But they would if they knew, right? Yeah. I just have to get discovered. I've invested in you. That's true. I put a lot of time into this (laughs) relationship. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Investor number one. Yeah. (laughs) So. You get a gold cookie for that. A gold cookie? Yeah. All right. Well, in our show notes, you can find all the information at cryptopodcast.xyz to everything that we do talk about. So we have links to everything that we're citing and possibly talking shit on. No, no, no more positive than anything yeah at the time of this recording you got to understand it's september 19th 2022 yeah the ethereum merge has happened yep and as a crypto mining company <laughs> do we have a dartboard yet with Vitalik's space on it
1: no not yet not
0: yet but one is in the works but no one I, is in I, the don't, works. I don't i don't i'm not mad about it no. either i get why they did what they did yeah it's the market that's doing what they're doing
1: yeah, they're I are punishing them.
0: It's just funny. I did see something, a tweet that said if Ethereum was released today, it would be a shit coin. Yeah. <laughs> because of its bloated use, it's overpriced. Yeah. Because there are a lot of other smart contract well, yeah. technology out there.
1: Well, because of when we're dropping this episode, it should be October 3rd. Yeah. We were going to just, we were deciding if we wanted to do during the merge podcast. Yeah. But we figure it's moving so quickly and it would become you know, almost things irrelevant are, by the time we dropped it
0: yeah yeah, yeah. So, so for that we will have during the merge because yeah. the merge itself is done but now they're moving towards shanghai Yep. Yeah. and that's part of the upgrade it's all part of the roadmap they have a much broader roadmap that they've been showing on it and you can go to ethereum.org and it'll be in our show notes yeah it was in our other episode where we did talk about the merge, the merge. prior to it the merge <laughs> dumb merge. merge you're making me think of the dubbers that because they did you see that on the game with aaron Rodgers? no they had their certificate of ownership of the <laughs> bears is what it said yeah. and it had aaron Rodgers' face on it it was pretty oh, funny no. but it said it that way oh no but bringing it back yeah to all things blockchain and crypto yeah yeah it in we, my opinion this is just my opinion. Oh, wait, wait, before I dive into my opinion, because we need to give disclosures. Disclosures. Disclosures real are really good. Yeah. Because, again, we're sharing opinions. We are not financial advisors, wealth managers, lawyers, brokers, or CPAs. We're yeah. merely sharing information <laughs> in our experiences as we've gone through. Mm-hmm. Do not subscribe to these as investment advice, please. So, in my opinion, yeah, as it relates to the merge and, let's say, selfishly, yeah. GPU mining. I believe that it will come back. Yeah, it has to. A similar thing you mentioned happened before. Yep. I'm of the opinion that you follow the hash rate. I've, yeah. I've seen it written in a few places and mind you, it was other people's opinions, but it did, when I saw it, I did a little more due diligence and I believe if hash rate's going up on mining certain coins, yeah, value will follow. For sure. At some point. But I mean, you said it to me previously, September. Yeah. It is kind of that historical time where mm-hmm. stuff is down. Yep. So we're going at it the way we normally would. Obviously, we're in a little bit different situation as it comes to monetization of GPU mining than others. We're very fortunate. Yeah. So we don't have the same electricity costs or overhead costs. We don't farm out anything that we do. It's all us. So, yeah. or at least our team of things that it's how we work. Yeah.
1: So. We don't buy hash rate from other people or yeah. lease out hash hash rate, rate or to like nice subcontract hash stuff like out that. mining yeah, yeah so you
0: know. it allows us to have more margin in the p&l and yeah for Bitcoin sure works so diving in today's episode yep there's a lot of companies there's a lot of money being dumped into blockchain and crypto yeah and the reason why i'm excited to talk about it is because it's about adoption adoption of new technology i'm of the belief that that's the, sig- that's the signal we should follow to see if this industry is going to be viable. So even with everything that's negative and even that one website that we talked about, Web3 is going great by Molly White. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. It is funny, man. Yeah. And we mentioned that I think it was Mark Andreessen on a Bankless podcast had said something similar that... Mm-hmm. If you're going to point out all the bad things that are happening, or things that are not happening the way that you would envision they would, those are opportunities, and we believe that. I'm of the belief that if you point out the things in blockchain or crypto that are not going the way that you think that they should be, instead of just complaining about them and posting about them, they or maybe what, complain and post about them because now it helps us identify what the opportunities are. Yeah, I say us as the community of people that want to see blockchain and crypto move forward.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, in stocks, they always say, buy the hype, sell the news. Yeah. That's a... Well, it's no different. So
0: it's pretty much the same thing. Buy the hype, sell the news. But when you're thinking about problems that need to be solved, yeah. if you find that people are not doing it right, or shitting the bed, there's your opportunity. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about as we start to go through all the different companies is their motivations yeah you and i had talked about this offline but to bring it to light security governance provenance privacy and of course money yeah these are some big motivating factors that people are wanting to put money into companies or build out their own tech
1: well we were talking earlier and when we were talking about those things in particular thought about what got me into crypto and i was like oh the money that was that was the first thing and then you know it's what got me that, into it. Past that, it's like, oh, it actually does other things? Oh, the, interesting.
0: Yeah, the early GPU mining that I did, very yeah. super hobbyist style yeah. with Bitcoin, I was attracted to the idea that, hmm, I have a lot of video cards. Yeah. I can make some money here. And electricity wasn't too much, so why not? But then it didn't stick. I didn't catch fire. I wish I would have done my due diligence. Mm-hmm. Anybody who looks in hindsight on certain things could say that. Yeah. But then when you and I connected on it regarding Ravencoin in yeah. 2019. It was like, Oh, and then I got into blockchain, but I was getting into it. It, it was serendipitous at that time yeah. because I was trying to understand asset tokenization, which brought me to Ravencoin. Yeah. And so the combination of understanding the money side of it, of what could be made yeah. and obviously seeing the success of Bitcoin at that time, it just said, yeah, there's a lot going on here. There's, Why is it creating value? What is so valuable about crypto? Is it Mm -hmm. just that it's making it so that you don't have to worry if a bank's open on Saturday at 4 p.m. to get your money or do business, which is bullshit. Why do you need to wait for a bank to do anything? They're holding our money.
1: Yeah, you don't really right now,
0: but... Oh, have you tried to close a house on a weekend? It's the dumbest thing if you think about it. You, You cannot close a house on a weekend properly Everything gets pushed off till Monday. A lot of shit can happen on Saturday and Sunday between Monday. That's true, yeah. I've seen a lot of deals fall through, man. Mm-hmm. It's not cool at all. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's also another thing that brings
1: people to the table is yeah. like, like real-world applications. Like if if you had a smart contract that worked with escrow and worked with closing... Well, it's also the
0: settlement of payment.
1: Yeah, the settlement of payment. You, you would be like obviously crypto is like a place you can go because it is secure
0: yeah and a lot of escrow offices and title agencies are not open on the weekend which is so crazy why wouldn't they be people are off then people get off work at certain times and yet everything shuts off after everybody's off at work so hello yeah so blockchain and crypto
1: (laughs) but you just said people get off then
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're still feeling the vibe of the the beavis and buddy yeah i've been watching the new episodes but so funny mike again our narrative on this i'm of the opinion that is one of the main reasons why a lot of these companies are dumping money into it yeah so as a first example of something that's happening right now which i'm super excited about is adobe and i don't get that excited about adobe very honestly because i still remember the days where they were charging thousands of dollars for creative suite so you go on limewire and you could download a copy <laughs> yeah it made learning as a young kid a lot more feasible how mm-hmm. to use Photoshop or anything else because Draw wouldn't work in. Yeah. But having said all that, Adobe recently acquired Figma for $20 billion. Figma? Yeah, so it's an online collaborating software for design. Oh. It's kind of like Sketch, but th- just different value proposition. And I'm a big fan of Sketch. But Adobe, they're doing identity and provenance for NFTs. And they're doing it through the vehicle that they're calling content credentials, which is in beta, but they have, and it'll be in our show notes and everything. So everything's listed, so you can really dive into it. But it's interesting that they're getting into the security side of it, which we're big fans of. Andreas and Horowitz just introduced can't be evil NFT licensing, which is kind of derivative of Creative Commons licensing. You have some thoughts? No. Oh, you just looked at me like you had something to share. No. Or were you just that riveted?
1: yeah i was i'm um, i'm listening intently
0: Ooh, i like it okay so adobe in this way they're putting money behind it because they see the amount of creativity that comes through their software which is partially the reason why they purchased figma because it was becoming such a competitor to them but they could see how their suite of products could benefit from it but if you're using an adobe product to create any type of digital output creative asset why would you not want to help be a part of the solution to tokenize it? Yeah. It makes sense. How many of these things could have easily been done in an Adobe product, but they're not necessarily making their same amount of money that they could it, going directly from Adobe to, let's say, OpenSea. Yeah. You know I mean, so there's an opportunity there, but not only is there an opportunity to make money, there's a lot of things that have to happen in that time frame, or a, a lot of different resources and elements that have huge gaps right now. And yeah. we're talking about it, such as security, yeah. provenance, proving things. And I mean, and I'm are excited. you the one
1: that created that that picture in the first place, or yeah. did you just take pieces of it from somewhere?
0: So it's yeah. gonna get
1: real deep, yeah, here soon, huh? Because you, I mean, you saw it like near the end of of the NFT boom, where people were just straight up spoofing entire. Collections and then putting them up as their own
0: NFTs. Yeah. So So to your point, I was listening to this podcast how I built this podcast on my drive-in to the studio here, and it's about Rivian. Yeah. And the founder of Rivian was talking about one of the things that set up their supply chain, their deliverable, because they went through that shitstorm where they couldn't deliver as many trucks as they thought they could. Yeah. Because of supply chain issues, which is understandable. And supply chain issues make sense to me, but when he was talking about it, it really struck a chord, especially now that we're talking about this. For any one part, think of a headlight. That headlight is made by somebody else that they use as a vendor. Mm -hmm. But there's components within that headlight that they use vendors for. So if any one of those aren't able to deliver on time, means that they can't deliver the headlight to Rivian on time. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that in the case of NFTs, especially as they're created and again nfts aren't just going to be board apes it's not just going to be digital digital imaging when you're thinking about nfts it's going to tokenize a lot of different things yeah. in the digital space
1: well, that's why i don't like using the word or the acronym nft for for that i like asset tokenization i like i like calling it other things besides nfts because nfts makes me think of that
0: so because that's what introduced it to the market first yeah was creative i mean designers.
1: on i i think we talked about this and it and basically nfts are just a, a i think it was the market testing out smart contracts
0: honestly non-fungible token yeah it's just so getting back to companies that are investing into this because we i know we went on a little bit of a tangent mm-hmm. of the value proposition of, but it sets it up in my opinion to talk about other companies and their decision-making processes because let's take a look at this list. So some of our sources and our sources we will cite in our show notes. We're going to put this up on on the sh- in the show notes. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So Alphabet right now and this is as of June 2022 has invested a little over 1.5 billion and they have such companies as Dapper Labs and Digital Currency Group. So Dapper Labs for those who don't know, they were Definitely at the forefront and more popular with like NBA Top Shot. Yep. And now they're working on an NFL piece.
1: They were kind of the first ones to get into the NFT game with Crypto Kitties. They were
0: they the were first players. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that component. Then you have big companies or investing funds like BlackRock and they have FTX, Anchorage Digital and Circle. But FTX, Sam Bankman Fried, he's a he's done a lot of amazing stuff in my opinion with how he's diversifying his portfolio investing in and acquiring all these other crypto and blockchain companies that are failing right now mm. or struggling let's say right Yeah. i i think it was on a crypto vibes podcast that i had a thought that so sam bankman freed of ftx is acquiring any company not any but a lot of companies in the space that are having issues or whatnot and he so The market's real low right now, okay? Well, let's fast forward to 10 years from now. Let's say a lot of those companies actually come to develop quite a revenue stream and quite a place in the industry. Is Sam Bankman Free gonna get hit with antitrust suits then, even though he invested them so early on when nobody else cared, you know what I mean? Because there could come a point in time that it could create such a suite of products that he's going to be hearing that knock on the door. Yeah. And it's like, well, nobody else was doing it, and now you're coming to punish me for it? Yeah. I'm of the belief that that's a possibility. Hmm. But anyways. That would suck real bad for him. I mean, would it, though? Because if it did get to the level of being antitrust, that means these companies are killing it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean... Well, cry, you could just cry yourself a, to sleep on this. Just pull a Daquan or a Daquan? Do, doquan You think it a Day One,
1: the skater? Daquan, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Do Daquan and doquan. just and be like, hey, I'm not on the run. And then <laughs> I got. But then where
0: are you at? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he has anything to run from. <laughs> no. Not. Sam bankman freed Oh, okay. let, me, let me clarify. <laughs> Anyways, moving on.
1: Well, I'm just saying if you keep getting those knocks, like those aren't fun knocks.
0: No, but it's, I guess you'd say it's the cause and effect or a byproduct of a certain amount of success. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Apple is definitely feeling a lot of antitrust suits. Yeah. As it relates to the iTunes store. But anyways. Yeah. Morgan Stanley is another one that's really been putting a lot of money to work. And one of their bigger investments is in Figment. So... It's showing you old world is investing in a lot of the new technology. And then you have Samsung. But not to be confused with Figma. No, not to be confused. It's completely different. Figment. Samsung. Samsung, I don't know how many people know about it, but they have a huge venture arm and they have a very big effort into diving into new technologies across the board. It isn't just any one thing, they've definitely expanded their portfolio. And I mean, one of the investments they have is in Yuga Labs, which Mm -hmm. I find interesting. They also have an investment in Flow Carbon. So Mm. when it comes to blockchain and crypto, these companies aren't sleeping on things. And then you have more old world stuff like Goldman Sachs. You have BNY Mellon, right? And then you have some players from the Web 2.0 success. You have PayPal, you have Microsoft. And then you also have Commonwealth Bank. I mean, it really goes through. And then you have Citigroup, right? The credit mm-hmm. card company. And then you have Wells Fargo, which Wells Fargo could do with some security, yeah, some provenance, and some privacy. All, all of those ones that you're talking about are
1: invested in Talos.
0: A lot of them are, yes. Yeah. yeah it's interesting, Citi and Wells Fargo, PayPal, BNY Mellon are invested in Talos. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure so let's dive into jp morgan jp jp morgan jamie Dimon. diamond i'm i've heard his last name say several ways but he leads the charge on jp morgan yeah well jp morgan has not come out and talked favorably about blockchain or crypto earlier on yeah but now oh my goodness they've embraced it there, for themselves it. yeah so they have onyx well that was probably just a power play to be like hey no i get it don't look under the (laughs) don't look over here yeah yeah. there is no wizard behind the curtain so they're definitely getting into building their own blockchain with onyx yeah and it makes sense and it looks like they're going to have the jpm coin i mean if a company like jp morgan is building out a blockchain and building out their own tokenization yeah this isn't an accident no, right that's I mean? definitely going to be a security, though. I'm I mean? of the opinion, <laughs> right? It's definitely going to be a security. Yeah. yeah. So Gary Gensler should know right off the bat. Because if it doesn't get listed as security, we're like, hmm, huh? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well. But anyways, aside from that, this should right here, in my opinion, be a big validator of the space. Yeah. Now, do I think that they're doing it right? I don't know enough about it to know if they're doing it wrong or right. Yeah. It's not in my purview, nor do... It's not something that is immediately thrusted upon us yet, but it's being, yeah. it's, it's coming. This can also come with CBDCs, right? Centralized bank digital currencies. Yeah. The centralization of these types of things, I'm not the hugest fan of. I am a fan of centralization for the right use case. Yeah. So in context, everything that we're talking about, you really have to understand the context and the companies that are getting behind anything crypto and blockchain. Context, I feel like is a big portion that people have to understand. Yeah because you have to understand their motivations behind it you have to understand how it's going to affect you and how i'm not necessarily sure enough of us have a long enough lens to know what's going to happen with some of the things that are being released
1: well with some of these things like uh, even if they release a a token Mm -hmm. like it it could just be an internal token
0: you know for, what i mean for the functionality of the, whatever their use case is i could understand yeah. that yeah so they might not even
1: sell it on the open market which would be then is it considered security
0: because it's just i, I don't we'll i don't see know. how it plays I'm just, out I'm just no no you make a valid ideas, point so. it's true it just might be there to facilitate certain transactions yeah but if you can so here here begets the argument and the company of fractally yeah okay They have what they call respect tokens. Yeah. And respect respect tokens are awarded through their system. We're not going to dive into everything fractally right now because it it does deserve and require its own amount of time to articulate. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of what I'm gonna say is the respect tokens, they're not traded anywhere. You can't go on exchange and buy respect tokens. Respect tokens aren't necessarily purchased that way. Yeah. But at some point in time you're gonna be able to liquidate them after you follow the steps that fractally has kind of determined as far as their governance yeah right and the methodology in which that it is distributed so in this particular case maybe it's not necessarily used as money but it is a store of value of some sort and at some point in time you will be able to liquidate that token Mm -hmm. because you can liquidate it will that make it a security becomes the question what i mean yeah yeah but getting back to all things or is it just considered collectible at that point? Mm, Interesting. Yeah. So we'll find out more. And then you have companies like Fidelity, right? Yeah. Fidelity has been around a long time Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to be managing people's money. Well, they are coming out, working with other institutions with their own exchange. Mm. So, it will be a direct competitor to Coinbase in that way. Not Fidelity directly, but the exchange that they're partnering with or yeah. helping build out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense for them.
0: It does. Yeah. It, it is the path of least resistance as far as their world. Yeah. Because they are brokers, they are licensed to do things. Yep. But Fidelity is one of the ones that raised their hand and said, yes, we're going to offer Bitcoin as an investment as part of their package, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about retirement plans. So, again, When you're thinking about adoption or I think about adoption as far as new technologies it's a great sign to see this old world coming into it yeah I may not like all the products that they have to offer but the one thing I do like about blockchain and crypto is it as of right now you you do not have to use centralized services in order to function that's one of the greatest things that I like about everything blockchain and crypto is that it's creating decentralized options but decentralization i feel like it's getting a little bit harder as we move forward yeah because if you're hosting and we talked about this a little bit on the ethereum the merge podcast if you're hosting your nodes on aws or another cloud provider yeah is it decentralized yeah
1: What i mean and i'm not well, the only not one if somebody not if somebody can just turn off the faucet At any moment, then it's not decentralized.
0: Well, if you think of so, here's an argument I have, and this is a little biased. I will say it with a disclosure: Ethereum miners. Mm -hmm. You could argue that if Ethereum miners didn't collectively become the mass that it did, would Ethereum been able to do and reach the prominence that they had in the beginning of proof of work? Mm -hmm. At no point in time were the Ethereum miners ever asked or even any type of dow right what i mean yeah to vote on a proof of stake happening hmm. because a proof of stake could happen at somebody's decision or a group's decision that did not include the proof of work miners was it even decentralized then oh you see yeah. where i'm going with that
1: yeah you're spinning some wheels up here i got that that uh, color
0: wheel oh Just the beach ball around. yeah yeah the, yeah, beach, the Apple ball. beach ball baby fuck but think about that for a second. Yeah, Let it marinate in you, right? So mm. we were part of the proof of work ecosystem Yeah, with Ethereum mining. And if we and many others, not obviously not, we're, we're nowhere near as big as others. But if the community of Ethereum proof of work miners had not gotten involved, would Ethereum have been able to grow the same way that they had?
1: Absolutely not.
0: I'm of that opinion as well. For it would sure. have been a bigger struggle. They could have stood up their own farms yeah. very easily. I mean, it's why we talk about...
1: Oh, I w- think just being an ASIC-resistant algorithm also mm-hmm. helped them out a lot because it allowed a lot more people to get into the game. Whereas, like, coin, Litecoin, even Dogecoin, now you need an ASIC to,
0: yeah. to mine it successfully. Well, Dogecoin, for instance, now became the second biggest proof-of-work coin. Yeah. But you're not gonna mine Doge, Dogecoin quite that simply. Yeah. Do you have to get an ASIC now? Yeah. But so that was the value proposition to proof of work mining, right? To that mm-hmm. community to build itself. Yeah. By going to proof of stake, again we're biased a little bit because we're part of that community of proof of work. But that's not the point I'm trying to establish. I'm trying to establish the fact that was it even decentralized then since they had the ability to just move it over and proof of work mining community had zero say in the matter yeah you know what i mean yeah so again when you're thinking about all the companies investing in blockchain and crypto there is something to be taken into consideration with the motivation behind centralization and decentralization and there's going to be hybrid versions of it you know I mean thinking well if it has just a little bit of centralization doesn't that make it all centralized and not decentralized maybe i feel like certain technologies are going to have layers and i know not to be confused with layer 0 1 2 yeah. but they're going to have different elements almost like a if this then that we can say tiers. i think of tears in a different way too because when you think about staking and mining yeah there's tiers that you well, get rewards. some people say tears but i'm
1: saying instead of like layers like tiers, like of centralization
0: how about this like yeah oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah i can follow that flow so in that aspect there will be tiers where a certain functionality of a blockchain might have x amount of centralization Mm -hmm. but another functionality of it might have pure decentralization yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds a lot of this stuff is so blue sky still because yeah. a lot of it's not around. But here's the thing. People, and I'm of the belief, there's there's things that are already built and being tested that will help people go, oh, that's kind of what I was expecting. I've yeah. been expecting it for a while now. But in going through different companies, Disney. Disney. Disney's interesting. Yeah. So you have Dragon Chain, but it's not necessarily directly Disney, but it was created.
1: Yeah, it was created at Disney, which makes me think that like they had to have some part of it. Cause you can't just go to work, create your own chain and then be like, oh, and I'm gonna take this chain over here because if you create it on company time, it's that company. Oh my
0: gosh, how many different lawsuits and stuff like yeah. that has happened before. Yeah. But it says it was originally created at the Walt Disney company in 2014. Yeah. And that Dragon chain is a hybrid blockchain platform focusing on solving business problems at enterprise scale. Mm -hmm. And the blockchain industry is projected for massive growth in the near future, which we fully believe. I mean, the growth is underway.
1: Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it right now.
0: Yeah. So with Disney, they've also been beefing up their NFT team. And NFT team. Yeah, I know, right? So in early 2022, they had posted about a job opening in regards to it. And the quote says, help lead Disney efforts in the NFT space, right?
1: Yeah, makes sense with them, though.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so Bob Iger had predicted that NFTs are here to stay and was comparing them to baseball cards. And this was on an interview with New York Times. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a big Bob Iger fan. And when it comes to IP and a catalog of... Yeah, they got it. They got it, right? Yeah. Because they're one of the few streaming services that could just launch out of the gates just yep. super hard.
1: And they don't want to team up with somebody like Dapper Labs who Why have... Would they? Yeah, they'll just build their
0: own division. So, I mean, and and this is something interesting that has to be taken into consideration with companies that are investing in blockchain and crypto is that if you have enough IP, you do not need to partner with other people because it's still early on in this development. Mm -hmm. Just build your own talent, your own team, your own knowledge base. Yeah. It'll catch up because... You've seen the way that some of the companies have partnered with video game providers and it never really worked out. Like Disney's partnered with numerous times on video game divisions. Yeah. And it never clearly worked out. No. I believe if they just would just do it in-house and learn how to run the business that it would work out substantially better because their IP is incredible. Yeah.
1: Well, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Maybe. But they're so good at buying companies that like do this okay why wouldn't they just buy like Nintendo? why haven't they why didn't they buy blizzard why wouldn't they buy well because blizzard's not really in
0: their wheelhouse no exactly so yeah you know What i mean so either you find the right company that you can acquire and bring into your culture yeah which is it's it's hard to do is it look how many companies get acquired that don't necessarily realize the same potential they had prior to being acquired that's true maybe I mean, this isn't just video games this is just in general yeah I mean, I'll give you a recent example and this is our brick and mortar. Regis oh. acquired a good portion of the wing. Yeah. And the wing, for all intent purposes, I don't think they had the strongest P&L. Yeah. But they had a shit ton of VC money and they were able to throw a party and who doesn't want to attend a party? Yeah. The heart of the wing with its branding with women was amazing. That part was awesome, but then there was a lot of other turmoil. Without getting into a whole podcast episode about the wing, Regis acquired them. Yeah. Regis just shit canned it. It's all gone they acquired the whole thing they became majority holder and then i think it was two or three weeks ago at the end of august they just closed all the wing locations regis group did
1: why why would you acquire somebody just to close them
0: it happens all the time baby it does why? maybe they're doing it as a write down i don't know i don't want to go venture too far in this but where i'm going this and bringing it back How to stupid blockchain and nfts right is like that egregious? <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back to blockchain for the more NFTs. than one reason, as but yeah, <laughs> it's a whole nother podcast. Series. Yeah,
1: can I say that hey. publicly? It's your opinion. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it is it. my opinion. Anyway, suck shit
0: <laughs> from tubes. Anyway, <laughs> okay. mov- moving forward. In this discussion yeah it's something that needs to be considered with any big company that has strong ip yeah and it doesn't have to be just in the form of characters or things that you do with any type of design mm-hmm. but ip could come in the form of physical assets yeah. ip can come in the form of current digital assets or even code yeah. the way that code gets copyright right now code can get copyright yeah so an extension of that would be that security provenance privacy all those elements that we were talking about earlier is motivating factors behind companies wanting to get into crypto and blockchain. Mm-hmm. And blockchain is separate from crypto, which we need to make that distin- distinction, but the crypto element allows not only for the monetization of it, but to your point where you mentioned it with JP Morgan, is that it could just be a tokenization within the blockchain that helps to communicate through that ecosystem that they yeah. create right
1: yeah they want a more secure network
0: there's so many different things about it that can be done yeah right and so we're big fans and again this whole episode is about outlining a few that are in the space there are many more that we haven't even cited that are entering the space and putting a lot of money oh behind yeah because when you think about VCs right you have because we're fans Katie Hahn and Hahn Ventures she used to be with the DOJ and the whole Silk Road case yeah and then she went to Andreas and Horowitz and helped build out their crypto fund, which is massive. Yeah. And now Chris Dixon leads that fund for Andreas and Horowitz. And they have their own media outlet now that pushes out all kinds of crypto content, which I love listening to their podcast as well. They definitely get in the weeds as far as the details. Mm-hmm. So if you were a noob trying to get into it, it's you'd be probably a little frustrated. Yeah. But... If you take the time and listen, maybe listen to certain episodes, find one that really resonates, listen to it 4 or 5 times. Then it starts getting awesome. Yeah. Then you literally start sitting there in your car or wherever you're listening to your podcast, you start giggling. Zoning out. But when that many different people and companies are investing this much time and money, money. Time should not be undervalued. I feel like it's there's not enough value placed on it with all the companies that are putting into this right Mm -hmm. so when you think about meta (laughs) facebook and the sheer amount of money that they've put into it but the time humans are spending so much time building out the blockchain components and their versions of crypto that there's so much time being spent on this it's here to stay i'm of that opinion as well yeah. A lot of people say it's going I mean, to shit, but yeah. Well I mean maybe your portfolio of them is. Maybe. Yeah. But it's it's here to stay. It has to move forward. Yeah. For the very reasons that Uber was able to innovate on taxis. Yeah. Simply by making it more user friendly. They did nothing else different. They're still creepy drivers. Yeah. There's still tons of accidents. Mm-hmm. You still have, you know, thing cars that don't smell as good. It's not as much. So there is a little bit of quality control in that way. Yeah. Yellow cab, I don't know how many of you listening have spent time in those things, but I've been driven off the highway three different times by a yellow cab. Okay. It's, I'm not a fan of them. I'm also not necessarily a fan of any ride sharing. Really, I, I take it when I have to because yeah. you, you kind of have to in certain instances. But all they really did, I mean, if you really want to boil it down, they made the user experience better. It made it easier to pay. Mm-hmm. made it easier to get one made it the whole process yeah. of it was just easier but they didn't reinvent the wheel they didn't invent taxi drivers no you know what i mean no so in this particular instance when it comes to just the simple fact of money and i bring it back to what we mentioned earlier to not have to worry if my bank is open at 6 p.m to conduct business because i just got off work type mentality yep. or over the weekend it's gonna move because unless banks want to staff past those hours and be open 24 hours a day, nighttime is when most criminal activity happens with a bank. Mm. You know what I mean? That doesn't really happen in the same way with crypto. There's plenty of criminal activity, we're sure. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So these are all the value propositions I feel like that drive towards adoption. These are just some of them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, just in this list that you that we're sharing yeah it's about like nine to ten billion dollars of investment
0: yeah that's insane just in that list yeah and there's way more than that that's been you know i would it. do
1: with one billion dollars right now what would you do i have no clue i do i'd just see so much money i'd be like i guess i'm retired no no no, no no
0: you gotta put that money to work you gotta put it back into the world in my opinion back
1: into the world
0: yeah no i would right put the it bet. in my
1: bedroom and swim in it
0: no right off the you bat know? if i had a billion dollars right this second i dump a hundred or a hundred million right into manufactured homes and mobile home parks for 55 plus people then i take another hundred million and do the same thing but specifically cater to the elderly crowd that needs in-home care mm. now mind you as nice as that sounds the roi in it is substantial okay and then you got another 800 million to go out and do all kinds of things with but yeah. just so, right off the bat yes yeah when people say oh could you imagine i don't know why most people go oh man i can't imagine i'm like i can imagine yeah imagine a lot of things
1: i imagine myself swimming in a pile of gold like scrooge mcduck oh i thought
0: you were gonna go lord of the rings on me
1: oh smaug yeah, some smog. <laughs> some smug <laughs> But yeah, ten billion, that's that's nothing to balk about. So you, if people are putting in that much money, like there's there's gotta be something
0: behind it, right? Yeah. And I mean we can talk about gaming. Like yeah. Epic Games, right? They just released as of this recording, their first NFT games in store. Oh. Right? And Epic Games is Fortnite. Yeah. And Fortnite, for all intent purposes, that is a metaverse. Yeah. It's just not the same way. Mojang, which is a developer from Minecraft, they also have, I mean, that's a metaverse. They had, there was a play to earn game. We talked a little bit about it on the Crypto Vibes podcast when the news lines came out, that this game called Critters, which was play to earn, kids were able to earn money, especially kids in other countries. Yeah. They clipped it. It was like, no, because well, Microsoft and that whole side of the fence with Minecraft, they're not doing NFTs Yeah, in game and everything. So why not? i don't think that that's permanent i think they just haven't developed their own platform to work with the nfts the way they want them to yeah well and they
1: don't want to like subject kids to these play to earn games that might look real bad on them if if they pull like a a thing where they're farming out kids to play them in other countries well, here's the it's, thi- it's just a bad look
0: for them pr wise i would agree with that but yeah. critters had already been around for a little while
1: oh and then they made it into play to earn
0: yeah yeah okay
1: well i mean so
0: it it's
1: interesting like i said with with like it internal if you don't have a way to monetize those like earned tokens or earned nfts yeah like either somebody's gonna figure out a way off off platform like off of your game like they did with Diablo Three, I think it was. People are doing it with Fortnite already. You know, yeah. You can just buy. Yeah, it can all be done off offline. And then
0: they they yeah, yeah. People do it on eBay all the time. Look at OfferUp, OfferUp. The moment that you type in Zell in OfferUp in any of your communication with whoever you're selling or buying to, yeah, they immediately flag your shit because they're like, no, 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 no 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 you're not using zell to make the to consummate this transaction really you know. yeah Oh, okay cool cool so what's funny about that very thing right yeah so when you think about security and privacy and like what we're talking about there isn't that inherently yet that allows you to flag and stop a transaction from happening when certain things happen on a blockchain or yeah. within crypto transactions yeah where if you type in zell you said yet and i and i stress yet yeah yeah i stress yet <laughs> Zell's trying to do it? Oh, I don't know if Zell's oh, okay. trying to do it. I'm just using them as an, that whole thing that I just described yeah. on Offer up happening. When it happens within the ecosystem of a blockchain use, yeah, there is no way to stop it from happening. You can only go back and... I mean, I take it back. There's, I don't know that there's a common way yeah. to stop it from happening right now. There's not enough if this, then that type scenarios with security and provenance yeah. and privacy. Not, and
1: I'm I'm always worried when I like do a wire transfer. I'm like, oh fuck, like yeah, they suck. The recourse did it go through? Did it go through? Horrible. The last time that I did a wire transfer, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: the person who I was transferring to, they sent me a text that said, "I'm about to get on a plane to Houston," and I was like, "Shut your your face!" Like what? You can't tell me if you got this money or not. Until you land? Until you land. Like, shut. what are you doing? Like, why did you do this to me? But and if, then I had to wait a full entire day. I texted him like six hours later. I was like, okay, I hope you made it to Texas okay. Like, can you tell me if you have it in your account? No word. Next morning, I got a, a text. It was like, hey, I got the wire. And I was like, <sighs> If I could reach through this phone and beat you up I would <laughs> just because it was like so uh, like I don't know yeah, I get it if I get you could it. watch that process and make sure the money got through that would be one thing or like if it didn't if you're like hey I need that money back I don't, I don't know So I'm just saying like there's some point there's got to be something like that instead of a shady offer up like hey I want to buy this car from you so we're going to meet in this weird parking lot and then I'm either going to hand you cash or something, or maybe it didn't you know, or work. a check. I don't know, like how that works. I haven't done that in a long time, but I'm like, if you could, yeah, Zell, watch it go into that other account. Like, I don't know. Well,
0: so that was a tangent. I'm sorry, but no, no, yeah, it, it brings up an interesting point because my immediate thing was, well, you could always use Western Union, but that mm. costs more money. Yeah, and. It has its own areas of fraud. Yeah. What I mean, there's been a couple of times where I've had to take a chance on Chinese suppliers that didn't work out.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember. It's not
0: just related to China. It could be any other country that you would send a a Western Union to. But yeah, so you have those elements. But even sending a wire costs you money, which is funny because you would think, okay, as a service from a bank providing you wires, and I'm going to charge you for that as a bank, Mm -hmm. I already have my money in your bank. You would think it would be filled with more features, mm-hmm. more accountability elements that we could safeguard both the arrival and you know what I mean. But no, yeah. it's not. It's almost like the customer service straight side trust. of it. Yeah. And then you have ACH, which is different from wiring. Oh, okay. And ACH, I do like a little bit more, but it too also has its own version of fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's... So again, when it comes to the transaction of funds, crypto, and blockchain technology yeah. will allow it to happen in a more free manner, but it does remove the intermediaries. Everything about blockchain and crypto removes current intermediaries, and it's going to develop new intermediaries. Yeah, I'm of the opinion the reason why a lot of companies are investing in it, especially old world guard now, yeah. is that they're subscribing to the fact that since people like your J.P. Morgan's, your Goldman Sachs, your Onyx, your, Disneys, yeah. your Alphabets, they already see them out there. Mm-hmm. They have to play the game now. Yeah, so. Why not be a part of the next generation who's going to utilize this?
1: Put me in, coach.
0: <laughs> because we've talked about on other podcasts, adoption Absolutely. of new tech and crypto, yep. blockchain. Doesn't matter what this generation thinks. No. The next generation that comes through is going to come wanting this. Yeah. So they're going to implement it. Mm-hmm. So it either happens now or it happens in another 10 years. Yeah. but you know I mean? It's Absolutely. just the evolution of how us as humans seem to move towards. This is not, nothing about what's happening in the way that humans are making decisions is new. No, just the technology, the medium that we're arguing about this time around. Yeah. So,
1: well, I was gonna say, hopefully that Onyx works out for him because it looks to be blockchain-based platform for a wholesale payment transactions. So, maybe that's the mm-hmm. answer.
0: So, yeah, the biggest thing that I guess I would like to make a point of when it comes to companies investing in blockchain and crypto is the adoption factor. That's the signal we're focused on as far as. Holding on to the coins that we like, where we invest, the things that we're looking towards, that's the signal I focus on. Yeah. That's what keeps everything from being super stressful. Because there's a lot of other people out there with more skin in the game as far as money, but it's all relative, right? Mm-hmm. If you only have a dollar in your pocket and you invested 10, you're just as stressed out as somebody who invested a million and they only have 100,000 in their pocket. Yeah, So it's all relative. But again, that's the signal I focus on. What are your thoughts about adoption with companies in crypto? Yeah, blockchain.
1: I mean, I've 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 talked about it earlier on earlier podcasts that, like, I feel like right now is the perfect time to invest in crypto, because, like, it's the lowest that it'll be. For the next five years, what I mean, like, I feel like we've only got a place going up, so. At that same rate, that's why I think that like all these companies are jumping in, and you you won't hear about it until it's here, because it, yeah. because they like like we were talking about earlier with J P Morgan or what's his name J P Diamond. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimond, Diamond Dimond, Diamond. <laughs> what what he was talking about? Like he was shitting on crypto. Something like that. And and then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I, I changed my mind on it. You're like, what? You didn't just change your mind on it. You no. had something in the works that you were playing at. I mean, it's like kind of keeping those secrets until they're not secrets anymore. Yeah. So you have all these companies that are invested in them. They're, they see the writing on the wall that this is the future for them. So they're going to have to incorporate them somehow. Yeah. And why not take the best parts of it, which are... Privacy, provenance, security. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Th- that's those are my thoughts.
0: No, I get it, and none of it con- should be construed as investment advice. Oh, I, I know. I for some reason I feel yeah. this need to constantly re- reiterate. Yeah. <laughs> Even this though we just a just
1: my opinion. Well, I mean, it, it comes to back to that video that I sent you about that dude just shitting on Ethereum after the merge. Okay. And you're like, in our show notes. You're like, what about this is not investment advice? So I was like, oh, no, it's 100% oh, investment I advice. I recall now.
0: Yeah, so for those of you who are listening, we will put this in our show notes and we'll cite that this is the video that Brandon mentioned. Oh, you meeting, want to so. put that in the yeah, show? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah, why not? It'll yeah. be fun for people to watch and they can make their own assumptions. Yeah. All right, well, thank you again Yeah. Thanks for guys. joining us. Um, we hope you found value in what we're doing. If you do, please share it with others who doesn't like to share value. This recording podcast studio is provided by ADU West Coast and Seal Beach. They turn underutilized garage space and backyards into rental housing units. You can go to their website at aduwestcoast.com. We'd like to thank the celebrators for that intro and outro music. And again, we appreciate you. Good luck with everything that's going on in crypto right now. Yeah. This show is produced by Vocal Visual and Wizard Cats. And we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast or have you listening pick it up